Scrooge Family Ghost by Todd Puccio, version November 2023, Chapter 3, Part 7. Fred recovered from his injuries well enough to return to work within a week. He did not discuss what had happened with the other employees or with Mr. Markelson. All that was said that was that he was mugged on his way to the bank. Everyone, in turn, including Mr. Markelson, showed sympathy and support for Fred and enjoyed joy, expressed lots of joy at seeing him return to the warehouse. Neither Fred nor Dick could find any faults, errors, or misdeeds by Markelson. The only suspicious thing that happened was that Ben Hodges quit his job at Fezziwig and Wilkins and began working at another warehousing business. Upon Fred's return to Scrooge and Marley, Fred shook off the growing autumn cold and greeted his uncle as usual. Scrooge looked up from his desk and squared his glasses to his eyes. What Ebenezer said next reminded Fred of their first meeting. Turn around, boy, and let me have a look at you. Fred, a youth now nearly 18 years of age, turned around for his uncle. Mm, you seem to have healed nicely. Glad to see it. Are you ready for a trip to the exchange today? Uh, yes, uncle, I am. So you have heard of my misfortune? Of course I have. Bad news travels fast and easily in this town. Let me go get my coat, and then we will go. Scrooge went into the back room and stowed some of his things into a safe place. Mr. Marley rose from his desk and, as usual, began exiting to have a late lunch and a smoke at his favorite pub. He passed by Fred as he fumbled with a small bag of tobacco in his pocket. He paused and put his hand on Fred's shoulder and spoke in a low voice. I'm glad to see you uh, well and back in order, Master Fred. Please take care of yourself and don't go poking around in dangerous places any more. Fred absentmindedly nodded and agreed with the old man as he continued out the door, and the scent of his tobacco wafted past Fred's nose. This made Fred wander something. There were very few others that knew where he went that night, and then he was distracted into attention at his uncle emerged from the back room and told Fred to begin his trek to the exchange. Jacob Marley became very ill that December and died in his sleep on Christmas Eve. It was known that Marley was ill that night and still that Ebenezer was seen by Aunt Belle's husband to be working hard at his bookkeeping that very night. This news was discussed that evening of Christmas dinner in the Fezziwig home. Dick and Fred joined Ma and some of her children and grandchildren for the evening's meal. Fred told the family about how Mr. Marley was always kind to him, and how he suspected that somehow it might have been Mr. Marley, with his golden barley smell, that saved him from the men in the alley. Fred told them all that he prayed for Mr. Marley often. This Sunday he even lit a candle for him in the church. Belle told the family of how her husband had seen Ebenezer in the window on Christmas Eve while his best friend was dying alone in his bed. And then she proceeded to tell them of the last encounter that she had with Mr. Marley. Aunt Belle shared that one day several years ago that she was with one of her young daughters looking into the window of a dress shop nearby. 
She was so intent on gazing at the dress that she had not noticed that her little daughter had wandered away from her. The little girl was distracted and lured into the alley next to the shop by the sounds and motions of a litter of puppies. By the time Belle entered the alley, she saw that the mother of those little puppies had become protective and angry at the little girl near the litter. That dog attacked her, knocked her down, and tore at her dress. The little girl screamed and rolled to and fro on the muddy street, trying to free herself from the dog's grip. Belle ran over to the dog, screaming at it and trying to push it off her daughter. In a moment, Belle heard the deep voice of a man warding off the dog and a few swift strikes of a cane upon the dog's flank. Belle managed to pull her daughter from the animal, ripping the hem of her dress off and in the dog's mouth. Belle was exhausted, and she sat at the entrance of the alley with her shocked and crying daughter at her feet. The man scooped up the young girl and beckoned Belle to follow him into the dress shop. Once inside, the women in the shop allowed them to sit down. They brewed tea for Belle and her daughter as they patted their heads with wet cloths. Belle composed herself after a few moments and looked up to realize that the man that had come to her rescue was Jacob Marley. She had not seen him for many years since her broken engagement to his business partner, Ebenezer Scrooge. She had never liked this man in those years, and today she was thankful for his kindness. He, too, recognized her and exchanged pleasantries with her. Mr. Marley then took his leave of the women, having business to attend to. Belle thanked him for his help, and he merely gave her a curt acknowledgment of his kind deed and then wished her and her family well. The women of the dress shop insisted that, that Belle and her daughter stay with them for a while so that they could clean and repair the girl's dress. Before they left, however, the women of the dress shop did not only return the daughter's dress, they brought to her a very fine new dress, telling Belle that the gentleman had insisted that he pay for the new dress, as well for the cleaning and repair of the old dress. Belle smiled and took the kind gift from them. On the way out of the shop, Belle's young daughter found several pence in a small pocket along the waist of the new dress. She showed it to her mother and exclaimed that it must have come from that nice man. Belle concurred with her thoughts. Belle allowed her daughter to use half of those pens for treats. The rest of them should be given into the poor box at church in the name of Jacob Marley. Belle then raised her glass in the family salon. My friends and family, let us make a toast and prayer for Jacob Marley. May God rest his soul, and somehow may his death be a sign for the reclamation of our old friend Ebenezer Scrooge. The company raised their glasses together and exclaimed, Hear, hear! Fred never stopped praying for old Mr. Marley, even after the news of his death. Pa Fezziwig once told Fred that it is not necessarily unchristian to pray for the dead. Some Christians believed that it may help them on their way to heaven if they were already destined to go there. And if that wasn't true, it certainly could not hurt them, and the act of charity may be of some benefit for the one who prays. So Fred, for many years later, continued to pray for Mr. Marley. The weather after that Christmas turned ill, 
and Fred was taken with a head cold. Fred was unable to rise from bed to attend Marley's funeral. He supposed that he would be he w- the only other mourner at the funeral other than his Uncle Scrooge. And so that proved to be true.